Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 250. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Ari, you sound like you... It sounds like I'm going through the drive-thru at Wendy's. Sorry. Yeah, it happens. I'll try to fix it in the post-production, but I can't make any promises, though. Oh man, oh, this has been a this has been a long week. I'm kind of glad to be back in the driver's seat once again. Mm. All right, uh, we are live tonight, week of February second, two thousand sixteen, here on the Vogue Network. Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at two p.m. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vogue V O G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash network. There is an IRC link there. If you click on that, your default chat client will bring you right into the chat so you can join the rest of us. And don't forget to swing by uh, VogNetwork.com where our podcast is streamed live and, and some other cool stuff. And we also post our summaries of our episodes every Friday. So swing by and let us hear, let us hear from you. We want to know what you think. All right, so... Got a bit of housekeeping news here. Um, ne- it was supposed to be this week, but we're pushing it off to next week. Next week is our quote-unquote reunion uh, episode. Pretty much, it's going to be a normal episode. I'm going to try to bring some of the old hosts back on the show for a one-time only to celebrate 250 episodes. So we'll do it on episode 251. Y- you know, we tend to do things a little bit differently around here. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, let me break down and explain, um, what happened last week. So, every six months or so, I shut my computer down, open it up, and I go in with a vacuum cleaner and clean out all the dust and dirt, and so mostly all the dust that's collected up. And, word of advice, if you've got, if you had a new computer, or a computer, and you've had it for more than six months... It's good to shut it down, crack it open, hit it with compressed air, and clean it out, and then fire it back up. If you have a tall, beastly tower like I do with wires all over the place, compressed air and a vacuum works great. So, I did my usual cleaning routine, and I boot the computer up. Um, it would it would beep, and I would not see anything. I tried this over and over. Pulled out the video card, it would tell me there was no video. Put the video card back in, nothing. So I'm thinking, crap, my video card blew out. Went and got a backup, threw it in there, same thing happened. So I went to see uh, a friend of the st- one of the staffers. Um, I borrowed his video card, threw it in there, didn't work. And by the time I had gotten back, there was no time for me to do a show. If Even though if this video card worked, I still wouldn't have time to do a show last week. So I ended up buying a new motherboard the next day. That, and I went out and got a brand new surge, surge protector. So that night I get home, I crack it open, I go back in with a fine tooth comb, clean everything inside and out again. I'm like, you know what, just for shits and giggles, let me just fire it up. And it works. 
So I began to start putting everything pieces in piece by piece. And I discovered that during this, somehow, um, one of my memory modules burnt out. It wasn't burnt out, but it just wasn't registering. So a part of me thinks maybe that was the culprit from the get-go, but it wasn't registering any beeps that it was a thing about memory. So it's in the hands of Crucial, and I got an email from them today, and that they're going to process and replace it. So everything's going to be all right. Future upgrades to this machine will be a new SSD drive and a brand new case, because... I've had this tower to steel case for about, I think, a little bit over 10 years. I think it's just time to get something new and a little bit cooler. Um, we go in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Sarah Ackerman is thanking me for a Dell recommendation. And you're welcome. Listen, everybody has their likes and dislikes about computers. Just go with what you feel is right. And if you're not sure, ask somebody who's in the field. I'll, contrary to popular belief, I like Dells. I like Lenovo's. Not too fond on HP's, but if it was in the specs I was looking for, I'd um get um I get an HP. So yeah. And Ari, you don't have to worry about wrecking the computer. I just get a little skittish about that sort of thing. I mean, I mm -hmm. haven't opened it since you gave it to me. Well, I ran all the wiring behind the board. That's the way that type of case is. So you can just shut it down, open the side panel, and just blast it with compressed air and just close it right back up. Just make sure when you go in, you get all into the nooks and crannies the best that you can. I just hope it's that easy. It's as easy as you say it will be. It pretty much is. Mako does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's basically it. All right, now that you know what happened and why we weren't around last week, we can go ahead and kick the... We're going to go into our normal routine. Just so you know, we didn't really change the articles. It's the same stuff from last week. Make it easier. Um, one of the news from Japan stories pretty much was deleted by the people that we got it from. So we have something new for y'all. So Seriously, shit got 404 and everything. Yeah, yeah, seriously. All right, we're going to go ahead and start things off with Ari. Ari, how was your weekend? How was your day? Uh, it's been a lot of work, mostly. I also Ooh. saw the Royal Rumble last weekend. Uh, I'm Given that AJ Styles was in it, I do have to go see it now. Yeah, because, you know, everyone was... Uh, ex like, no one expected him, and it was a very pleasant surprise. I kind of expected him, because I read the dirt sheets. So, anyway, um... See, work was a big thing, and you know that's going along as best as it can. That's good. And uh, huh? That's good. And I'm just, you know, looking ahead on the calendar, saying, "Oh, that's right, Magfest is coming up soon. Mm -hmm. I got to get my shit together for that." Mm -hmm. But honestly, uh, I just been feeling, you know, kind of like run down in general. I'm. My doctor gave me this this new medicine that I'm on. It's uh, yeah, supposed to help me lose weight, and it also has a an antidepressant in it. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, I, it's obviously, you know, too soon to see if it's taking effect, but uh, I'm just worried it'll rewrite my personality and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's the medical professional and I'm not, so mm -hmm. I'm obviously trusting his opinion, not doing any of that self-medicating stuff. Gotcha. Probably not, 
For all I know, that could just make it worse. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry too much, though. I bl you know. I just always feel like I got a head full of angry bees, so, uh... It's just hard to focus sometimes. Hmm. I get you. So I'm, go I'm going over to Mako's to uh, watch the Super Bowl slash celebrate her birthday, so I'll have that to look forward to. Yeah, Mako-chan is a traitor about that. What do you mean I'm a traitor? <laughs> what do you mean I'm a traitor? Exactly as I say, you're a traitor! What do you mean I'm a traitor? Because you're, you're rooting for the Carolina Panthers, that's why! An expansion I'm, team! I'm rooting for the Carolina Panthers only because I actually, you know, spent time in North Carolina. Yeah, well, you should be rooting for the Denver Broncos. Why? Just because they're, you know... The pot state? That and they took out the pets. Yeah, well. Hmm. Alright, 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 alright. So, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Cool. Mako chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, very boring. I, uh, had fun with the blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was that was entertaining. I actually got off work, so I had a three day weekend for work. Oh, yeah, so the blizzard. Nice. How can I forget? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's right because it the week after the temperatures in the forties and fifties, and the rain like melting half the snow, and the rain melted the other half. Uh huh. Also, yeah. I broke a snow shovel digging myself out of the snow. Nice. It was a cheap retractable one, you know, the telescoping handle. Mm -hmm. ten, ten shovelfuls and the thing busts. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Dealing with that, and then, uh... Basically just work. It's been very boring. Now I'm getting ready for... My party and... All of that fun... Stuff. Yay! Party at, hey, party. party at Mako's! Party at Mako's! Party, I wanna have a party. Oh, I'll stop, sorry. No, no, <laughs> we don't mind that. Were you singing the end theme to uh, Shinshan? No, I was singing uh, Party, Party, Party by Andrew WK. Okay, it was either that or the end theme to Shinshan. It was one of those. Alright. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been. It's been boring. For the most part. Mm. Cool. Well, my weekend days has been quite interesting. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I started going to the gym. Yay. So I'm at the gym five days a week on the bike, the elliptical treadmill for about an hour, an hour and a half altogether. On my days off from work, hour and a half to two hours. So, I'm, I've been going through that. Uh, let's see what else has been going on. Um, work's been going pretty good, and I had my um, my quarterly review, and it was it was really good. It was really good. That's good. Uh, it's pr my strength and my ma my main strength and weakness is the same thing, and it's something I've always had an issue with. It's 
the passion and the that I, and the fe- feelings I have for the job. It's like I gotta follow through, stay focused, and keep it simple. So your pa- the way you said your passion, it sounds like you're the uh, protagonist of a shonen manga. Like you're just hot blooded and shit. Sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes. The melancholy of, of Dijeron Ness? No. Well, at least I tried. Um, Sunday we had our uh, winter party, which was originally our Christmas party, which got postponed. So, and I kept saying all week I was going to bring Cards Against Humanity. And someone did anyway? I brought Cards Against Humanity. So, we spent an hour playing Cards Against Humanity with my developmental manager, one of the store managers, and the senior store manager. And, oh, wow. It got real mighty quick, but it was just so much fun. Yeah, you need to bring it this weekend. I will. Let me guess, you found that some of your co-workers are especially fucked up? No, I, I already knew how fucked up my co-workers and managers are. We, are. we are just that chill with each other at work and in the break room. And um, one of the things I did, what was pretty cool earlier today was, I brought my tablet in and I had like a crap load of ROMs on there. So I'm sitting there like... Just playing through ROMs. I'm playing uh, Rockman 2, the Power Fighter. My manager's like, Mega Man, that is cool. I'm like, yeah, this is one of the arcade games that never came to the States. So I'm just sitting there playing and having a good time. And then I fire up Street Fighter Alpha 3 and I call one of my coworkers over like, yo, let's play. Only thing is, he's playing as Sagat on the keyboard. I'm playing as Ryu on the, on the controller. And it was a close game, too. And the funny. I'm gonna redownload that soundtrack. I have it. I guess I. If you redownload it, let me know because one of the, when I downloaded it, one of the tracks um, doesn't play. So. And then we was like, the winners gets to play this one. The other managers because he's like a big Street Fighter fan. So I'm like, it's only fair that everyone gets to play him. So now we're talking about doing like Street Fighter Fight Club like Sunday night when the store closes. Hook up our hook up our tap on the computers to the 250 inch screen. Pull out some, some controllers and just play. Nice. Well, well, Street Fighter Five is coming to the PC, so. Yeah. Well. That will require somebody in the department to buy Street Fighter V for the PC. We're talking all retro here, dude. You at least going to play Third Strike? Probably so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see what else is going on. Um... I got brand new headphones, uh, headphones for, you know, for the gym, which is... They're pretty nice. Best 17 bucks I spent money on. And... This weekend was also my sister Oshi her birthday, and and I what I did to her is something I would probably do to Mako-chan. What? So I took a picture of this giant box and said that your pre- her present was in here, and I tagged her and I brought it. So we're at the restaurant, and I have video for, and I posted this video, and I showed with this large Microsoft bag, and I'm telling people this: there's a large and like here's the bag. Inside this bag is a box. Inside that box 
is another box. Inside that... You did the nesting dolls trick, didn't you? Yep. And inside that box was another Microsoft bag. And in that was a birthday bag with three DV- three Blu-rays that she really wanted. And I nice. think Mako-chan would agree on one of them, and I'm going to tell you right now. What? First one was Kill Bill Volume 1. Nice. Second one was Kill Bill Volume 2. Nice. All right. Before I tell you the third one, Mako, I'm going to give you a hint. Jeez. It's one of your favorite movies. There's okay. been a couple of movie sequels. There was also a TV show based on this character. And you and sometimes we quote from it from time to time. I have no idea. Okay. I, I was trying, trying to be vague as possible, kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Third movie was Silence of the Lambs. Nice. <laughs> Good choices all around, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. She thought I. She thought that the final bag would be empty. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Your present is in there. And that, that's basically it. That's our weekend day. And I was thinking something else had happened, but I don't remember what. So, but it's whatever. Alrighty. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead. Take our break, and when we get back, we want to kick things off with, our, with last week's stories this week. Because not just the fact that we're carrying them over, I just thought they were really good to carry over too. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yep. So, um, we'll be back.
Now that we got that out the way, um, let's go ahead and get into our first story. Um, let me cue up the music real quick, because I, I, I think it's kind of appropriate. Um, let me open up the article. Come on here. Come on, come on. There we go. Now, when I, this article first popped up, my immediate thought was clickbait. Because that's what it was. When you start reading it, you understand. So... Not going with the, uh, some Phoenix Wright music? I don't have any Phoenix Wright music. Shockingly enough. That's silly. How is that silly? You should have music for everything. I try, okay? I try. Not good enough. Anyway, hey, you anyway, can, as we're saying. You can eat a fat one, Mako. La, 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 la. Cosplay goes to the Supreme Court. I was like, what the fuck? Th th this can't be for real. It really cannot be. And as the article goes, the Supreme Court of the United States may get to decide the legal status of all the Jedi robes that people have been squirreling away. The Supreme Court is considering a case that will set the standard for when clothing and costume designs can be covered by copyright and when people who mimic them, such as costumers, can be sued for potentially enormous damages. The parties to the case is Star Athletica and Varsity Brands. Both are de designed cheerleading uniforms. Varsity claims that major portion of the designs are entitled to copyright protection, while Star Athletica points out, and is backed by a long line of case law, that clothing designs are explicitly exempt from copyright. The arguments rest on different interpretations of a legal concept known as separability, a topic so abstract and murky that even seasoned copyright lawyers avoid it. To understand the case of impact, gotta keep two things in mind. Copyright protects creative works. It does not protect what's called useful articles, or items which are designed purely for utility. For example, copyright protects the statue, but it does not protect the chisel that was used to make the statue. Got it so far? Yep. Again, you could copyright mm -hmm. a design of a lamp, but you can't copyright the tools that were used to make the lamp. Now, as the article goes, separability really goes sideways when you start applying it to articles of clothing, which courts and Congress have long treated as useful and functional articles. Fast fashion retailers rely on their ability to copy, alter, and mimic hot designs. Major outlets such as Gap, Forever 21, H&M, literally depend on the ability to design clothes that evoke runway trends without having to pay exorbitant licensing fees to the original couture designers. Which is why you notice jean, a lot of jeans look similar. There's slight difference, but you can't really go all out saying, these jeans belong to us, you can't make the, this style, etc., etc., etc. 
And all of this brings us back to cosplay. If the Supreme Court takes decides to take on a test that gives a lot of leeway for original designers to sue others for infringing on the look of their clothing, costumers are in the left, right, in the corpshairs. And copyright damages can be positively massive, running up thousands of dollars per infringement. Public knowledge will be the, the site that we're getting this information from is filing a support of Star Athletica p- petition before the Supreme Court, highlighting the scope of hobbyists and consumers that, can ru- that could ruling could impact. Cosplayers are going to feel the brunt of this decision one way or the other. The Supreme Court is quite literally deciding the test by which the legal status of a cosplay will be judged. If the cut, color, and pattern of an outfit can be copyrighted, the cosplayers may well find themselves on the wrong end of the law for simply doing what they law love. Now, this is both strong feelings of bullshit. Yes, I agree. What do you think, Marco? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if something is digital or drawn or something like that, another interpretation really can't be... I don't know. It's gray. It is. That's really all I can say is it's gray. You're basing something off of a copyrighted picture, off of a copyrighted character. But, you know, it's... It's gray. Mm-hmm. I got the feeling that it was intentionally made to be murky and uh, open to like some weird interpretation. Now, here's the thing. Let's say the ruling came down and it affected cosplayers. Do you really think that's going to stop them? No. Nope. Probably not. No. Because here's the thing. It is a known fact that there are some mangakas out there that don't like it when people cosplay their characters. doesn't matter what their nationality is. Then there are those who don't really care. They like it. And to be perfectly honest, if a mangaka really didn't like it, I think we'd know a little bit more about it because that person will go through the distributor, the publisher. It would be a shitstorm. They'd be screaming it from the rooftops. On the plus side, cosplaying is free publicity for that series. If you see somebody in this amazing cosplay, you want to know what series it's from, you're going to want to find out more about it. That could cause you to drop money on buying the DVDs from the series and soundtracks and figurines. It's happened. I mean, I got into Angelic Lair through watching an AMV. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's happened to me before. Yep. Now, on another site, uh, Cospure, where we're getting this from, the journalist on this site goes in the, in the other direction, saying that we don't have shit to worry about. And as it says here, are cheerleading uniforms copyrightable? Ugh. In a, in a way, it is because on they're showing an example of two cheerleading uniforms. Design. If you look at the pattern, they're identical. If you look at the design, they are not. Different colors and so forth. That makes it totally different. There's only so many two-color combinations out there that can work. Mm-hmm. Now. Here's the thing. This is not the first time this has happened. 
Back in 2013, uh, Vulpin Props faced legal action in the form of a C&D after he cosplayed the carpet from the Marriott Marquise Atlanta for, from Dragon Con. Now, oh yeah, that incident. It became an issue when they started making uh, fabric based off that pattern. That's when things got a little sticky. Yeah, it's one thing to, you know, not get licensing mm-hmm. and try and make money off of yeah. it. Yeah, because this, this design of the carpet belongs to them. You, you, mm-hmm. That's something that's really unique. But as it says here, it's costly copyrightable. And this is what it said. Copyright law is extremely confusing and it's hard to nail down. Oh, believe you me, I know. The, the Copyright Office provides useful articles that says the design of something cannot be copyrighted, but the carving on the back, it can be. Like, you can't copyright a design of a chair. If you look at staples.com and officemax.com and officedepot.com, they all have the same fucking chairs. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say there is a particular design on the fabric on the chairs. That's copyrightable. But even though the drawing or the photograph of the design is copyrightable, the artist doesn't have exclusive right to make to make make something from that design, from what is read here. Now, one company, Broccoli, I know them as the people who help bring uh, DigiCarrot. Their most popular uh, series is called Utano Prinsama. They said that they intend to persecute the sale of goods that derive from their properties, include goods, figures, cosplay, etc. But in any cases, abruptly suing anyone that cosplays a character has yet to come to light, and the clarification is more for the sale of fan art and doujins. So it's like, they're going to go after people who make doujins of, and fan art, but when it comes to cosplays, well, they're not going to really blink an eye. Costume design is still in muddy waters, which it's always been. It's like, it's more like, if you if you make a Seifuku, Nail Takeuchi and the crew, they're not going to say anything. They're not going to, not, whatever. You start mass producing these Seifukus for sale, you might wake the Sleeping Beast. But if that's the case, the Sleeping Beast would have been awoken already. And it says here, um, what if cosplay does become copyright infringement? Now, copyright is intended to protect exclusive rights for intellectual property and art. If cosplay to infringe on a company's exclusive rights to a costume design, cosplayers could theoretically claim fair use. Fair use permits the use of limited copyright material without acquiring permission from the rights holders if certain conditions are met. The four main factors are purpose and character, nature of the copyright work, amount and substantiality, and effect upon the work's value. So if there's someone that's out there really making props and making massive profits off of the off of uh, co- props as for cosplay, yeah, you got that's a lawsuit right there, right there, happening. But if you're making props for somebody or whatever, then you're fine. It it also sounds like the way they say it, it could sound like you know, 
like your cosplay like devalues the character you're mm-hmm. cosplaying. Yeah. And, and if you notice, like, look at what Viz is doing. They have, like, official Sailor Moon teams at, their, at, at conventions. The Japanese companies know about this. It's like they know. And to be perfectly honest, if the Japanese companies really thought there was an issue with the cosplaying and so forth, again, we would have heard about this shit already. And as Shinji Akari says, a lot of gaming companies put out cosplay references photos these days, so plenty of places will encourage versus disallowing. So, that, that's something. So, you know, I don't think we have to worry. It's sort of like when they tried to pass that law in New York City earlier about mascot characters needing a permit for pictures and stuff like that in Times Square. Oh, the cosplay fandom kind of lost its collective shit feeling that cosplay is being banned in New York City or you need a permit to cosplay. Uh, no. Plus, some of the guys wearing those costumes are a little bit, um, unhinged. Well, that's putting it lightly. Yeah, like, some kid who sees Elmo in the street. Did we just lose Ari? I think so. Damn it. I think we'll give him a minute before he comes back. Uh, all right. Michael, you want to take the next story? Sure. All right. Fuck. Welcome back, Ari. Uh, it cut me off mid-rant, didn't it? Yes, it did. Fuck. I'm just, I was just saying the people dressing up as mascots in Times Square, you know, say things that little kids probably shouldn't be hearing. <laughs> you got that shit right. All right, uh, Mako, you ready? Sure. Go for it. Uh, this is actually a story that we did a little while back about the uh, girl that was basically the only person still left on this train route in Japan Mm -hmm. and uh, how the train was going to be shutting down but kept that one particular route open for her while she was going to school. And that's pretty amazing. Yeah, except that um, Train Otaku basically fucked that up. Yeah. Fucking otaku ruining it for mm-hmm. everyone. It's not the first time otaku have ruined shit, and it sure as hell won't be the last. So, uh, yeah. So, you see, in Japan, there's a unique train-related photo opportunity. There are hordes of ravenous train otaku who simply cannot resist the urge to capture the scene for themselves. These same fanatics have descended upon the station featured in so many articles and have become such a nuisance that the young passenger is, somewhat ironically, no longer able to use the station safely. Mm. 
The train otaku reportedly flocked to Kyu Shirataki Station to bear witness to the unique sight of the lone passenger. Their zeal for capturing the perfect train passenger picture, seemingly knowing no bounds as they demand that the student let them take her photo, outright stalking her and her family in an effort to get their shot. A local resident who also blogs about about trains under the name Mint Jam has made an online plea for people to stop harassing the girl. Mm-hmm. The blogger wrote that these train otaku have forci- forcefully asked the girl to pose in specific positions and places on the platform and that this is causing her unnecessary distress at a time when she should be focusing on her college entrance exams and her future. It seems like such a simple request, and we hope that the train fans out there can demonstrate some much-needed restraint. This isn't some model who is being paid to pose for your pictures, after all. She's just a regular student trying to get to school on time. What a bunch of fuckboys. If I had a nickel for every time the fandom ruined something, I could hire an enforcer to pistol whip all of them. I really could. Didn't have money left over to go. The rest of my life, <laughs> man. Listen, I have enough money left over after that for beer. I have enough beer money left over. Shit. I mean, and Ichigo Gami says, "Hi, Ichigo. Wow, way to be grossly gross, crazy otaku. I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Personally, I would probably would want a picture." But I wouldn't be that out there to ask her to pose and stuff like that. You know, it's just, I don't know. When you, I look at it this way. When you think you're like a nuisance to somebody and you read these types of stories, you're like, Whoop, my life is a hell of a lot better now. Mm-hmm. God. I don't, at the very least, see it as a warning to, oh, wow, that's really fucked up. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, and there's actual video here on the, on the site of this, and it's just cringy. Yeah, it's like it's like when you see pictures from Comic Cat of all the cos of all the photographers getting pictures of the cosplayers, but instead of a cosplayer, it's a damn tra- it's a girl on a damn train. And I will give 50 fun bucks to anyone who gets the reference to the song that's playing in the background. I do, but I'm pretty sure you want the audience to get it. If you want to type it out in our private chat, I'll tell you yes or no. Anyhow, let me see. Is it almost at the end? Yeah, it's, it's almost at the end, so I might as well just let the whole thing play out, more or less. You're partially right, Ari. You're partially right. I'll t- I'll tell you the rest uh, off air. I'll tell you the rest off air. But you are partially correct, sir. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I heard that song. Because what's funny is like when I first heard it, heard the song, I'm like, where have I heard this before? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing some reading on it. I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, boss. Gotcha. Alright. Um Ari, next one is on you. 
Okay. The Takarazuka Review to present Chicago at the Lincoln Center. Oh, yeah. All-female musical theater to Takarazuka Review, established in 1913, inspiration for manga and anime creators from Uzama Tezuka down to the present day, and parody in works such as Oran High School Host Club is heading stateside. In North America premiere, they will be presenting a performance of the crime musical Chicago in July at the David A. Koch Theater as part of the Lincoln Center Festival. Let's see. The woman of uh, Takarazuka Review deliver a gorgeous performance of Kander and M's Tony Award-winning musical. Experience a show-stopping glamour, eye-catching costumes, and gender- gender-bending fun that draws two and a half million audience members annually to performances by Japan's Takarazuka Review. Started by a railway magnate magna- in 1914 to attract tourists to the hot spring towns of Takarazuka, the all-female review has grown to a true cultural phenomenon with a devoted fan base that clamors for the company's sparkling adaptations of classic Western and Japanese stories, movies, and plays, and a cultural influence that extends to the realm of anime and manga. <clears throat> Pardon me. In North America, premiere of Takarazuka Chicago, created to celebrate the company's centennial, the biggest Takarazuka stars of recent past and history, present come together on stage for... Kander and Ebb's classic songs, sung in Japanese, and Bob Foss's iconic choreography. Never really been that much of a fan of theater, but I know of Chicago. I know how mm-hmm. good it is. So, it sounds like it would be a really good show. Now, as reading this, um, what, what, one of my friends, Char, she is an amazing, wonderful woman. I remember years ago, I did. I think we. I did a gift exchange with her and a few others. She sent me a Takarazuka soundtrack, and I listened to it, and it was pretty amazing. And and I know she's a big fan of this. So when I read about this, she was the first person that came to mind. So she's more or less is planning to trek out here for this. She's she's in California now. SDCC is supposed to be that same weekend. She is going to try to work SDCC, fly out for the Takarazuka review, then catch a red eye back. That's fucking dedication. That's wow. amazing. That'd be killer on your senses, though. You know, you pr- probably go at least a day and a half without sleep altogether. True. But, you know... I mean, if it's, if you're a big fan of it, you'll You'll do it. I mean, you you'll do it. Still, wow. Honestly, I could just picture her just running full sprint across the country, you know, with a trail of fire behind her. You know? Yeah, I I know. Trust me, I know. <sighs> yeah, and and this will probably be playing in the background. Queue up. We're kind of on the same page here, but I thought like, I was picturing the song "City Escape" from Sonic Adventure Two. Well, did you hear there's supposed to be a Sonic Adventure Three? <laughs> I heard that one in 2004 or five or whenever it came out on the GameCube. Well, there's more talk about it. Mako, what, what is your thought about that? Quickly. My thought about what? 
The fact that this that may just be a Sonic Adventure 3. Okay. Oh, I thought you were a big Sonic Adventure fan. No, I'm a big Sonic fan. Ah. Do I believe a rumor that's, you know, 10 years old? I'm not getting my hopes up, sorry. That and some of the later installments of the Sonic series kind of soured your uh, feelings toward the franchise, huh? No, I've liked most of the Sonic games that have come out. Even even Sonic 2006? Even the ones that people think are stupid. Because like Sonic I, 2006? I don't necessarily play just to play. I will sit here and watch the cutscenes from video games because I mm -hmm. like the stories. Well, there is talk that there, that Sega is working on two big Sonic games, and supposedly one of them is Sonic 3. Well, if the yeah. rumor is true, that's great. And if the rumor is a rumor, that's great. Okay. <laughs> Until it's actually officially announced, I'm not getting excited. I can picture you. Here, Sega announces Sonic Adventure 3. Marco Chala gets... Uh, all excited, it's like yes, 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 and then Sega goes, "We, you," and I can hear Michael go, "Son of a bitch!" Yep, because that's exactly what I did for Bayonetta two. <laughs> Bayonetta two, oh yeah, we, you, fuck. <laughs> Not for nothing. Now I've got the song "City Escape" stuck in my head, so that's great. You mean escape from the city? City Escape Stage, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. I have a lot of remixes of that song, so that's pretty cool, so... I, not for nothing, I'm almost tempted to get a Wii U just for Bayonetta 2. It does come with Bayonetta 1, so, but... Um, they're actually going to start selling them separately. <sighs> Shit. I might... the, only, the only way you'll get it as the combined is if you get the bundle pack or some some crap like that. Mm. Might have to because my original bayonetta uh, mysteriously disappeared. No. You have it. No, I have my bayonetta. I was going to say when you said no, I was like, wait, what? No, it was like, oh no. Yeah, because I'm like, you have a copy. Yeah. Did you borrow it from someone and they never gave it back? A friend bar. A former roommate borrowed it. She still has my games. No, no. A friend of mine borrowed it. He gave it to my former roommate to give to me, but I ne it never saw the light of day. I might just be like, fucking just drop like 20 bucks and get another one, so... Depends on how I see feel. Yeah, I love the game series. I love the company. I am a huge, huge, huge Devil May Cry fan, mm -hmm. so Bayonetta was right there. I actually played the remake of Devil May Cry. It wasn't that bad. I'm not a fan yeah. of the reboot. Just so you know, I had I got it for free, so I can't complain. Yeah, I played the demo for it, and I was just... I was not... It was not the same feel to mm. me. But then again, it was a completely different company that made it, yeah. so... There you go. And in the chat room at uh Shinji Akari says, I sympathize on that one, Mako-chan. And Dungeon Buster says, I feel the same way, Mako-chan. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, moving right along. Um, 
Mako? Or is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay. If the article will actually load up, be nice. Please be nice. Need to close all these other windows out. Okay. Yeah, I click on it once, and then I click on it again, and it comes up twice. All right. So now this is something I like. I really think Namco Bandai or Bandai Nam Bandai should just do this. Funimation and Game Samba team up with End Games for free-to-play games based on anime. Funimation Entertainment, Game Samba, and the Chinese game developer End Games Interactive Limited announced a they're, in, they're joining forces on a partnership to create mobile and web games based on anime and other entertainment properties that will be free-to-play. They're going to be working on a fairy tale and Tokyo Ghoul mobile game, such as future titles. And there was a game that was floating around called Pocky Pirates. It was loosely based on One Piece. But it was unlicensed, and that was recently pulled. So, yay. Or something along those lines. Okay, it got pulled because they didn't have the, um, the official licensing for it. Uh, at least they tried. The new partnership between Funimation Games, Samba, and End Games is committed to producing the best officially licensed game, built in close cooperation with the original creators. Game Samba and Funimation have the same parent company, Group 1200 Media. That explains why Funimation changed their logo, I guess. Uh, I, I didn't know they were reacquired by somebody else. I did not know that. Well, all I have to say is I really, really hope that the Tokyo Ghoul, Tokyo Ghoul game is good. We'll find out. Because while the ending of the anime sucked, and I know the manga is in a second series, sort of, and I think it fixed the ending. <laughs> That ending was fucked up. Mm. But yeah, I liked it all the way up until that point. Okay, I see what they did. Funimation is technically Group 1200 Media. What they did was... They sort of did what Google did with Alphabet. That's what they did. So I, I see that. So you're going to have, like, you got the parent company, you got this for this brand, this for that brand. Okay, that makes sense. And I can't believe that actually slipped under our radars. Oh, well. Sometimes they like to be quiet about things like this. Yeah, but yeah, it was on A&N, so. Mm. Oh, well. I'm still here. All right, next up. So the next up is, uh, yeah, um, on January 21st, the editors of the magazine V-Jump published Dragon Ball 30th Anniversary Super History Book, a look back at 30 years of one of Japan's most famous comics. The book contains uh, sketches, long interview with Toriyama, um, magazine covers, comments from other people related to Dragon Ball, uh, the producer of Dragon Ball, rough draft of the manga's final chapter, 
and content uh, content relating to the Dragon Ball uh, mm. card game. Um, it also includes illustrations and uh, illustrations from fellow manga artists mm -hmm. in their style doing the Dragon Ball characters. Um, notice was also taken of these remarks by Toriyama included in the book. Inside me, Dragon Ball became a thing of the past, but later I got upset at the live-action film, revised the script for the anime film, and complained about the quality of the TV anime. Can't say don't blame him about the yeah. live-action movie. I guess at some point it became a work that I like so much that I can't leave it alone. These comments were generally uh, interspersed into a swipe uh, at the poorly received Dragon Ball Evolution and the recent series Dragon Ball Super, which has suffered from animation errors. And for the record, any anime that Toei's put out will suffer from animation errors. Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah, they're not, you know, they're not putting out the final product. They're putting um, out crap they can put on TV and then fixing everything for the Blu-rays. But supposedly, when they're cutting those other budgets, that money is going to the Precure budget, and supposedly that's supposed to be on point. I haven't watched any of the new Precure, so I can't say. But I know yeah, others who have. Stop they need to cut that shit out. Yeah. You know, ten years ago, you would not have been able to get away with the shit that they're getting away with now. And besides, if it wasn't for Sailor Moon, there probably wouldn't even be a Precure. There's no, there's no telling. But you know, mm -hmm. these companies now are taking on so many titles that they gotta put out, you know, crap animation and fixing it later just to get all of these titles out. Stop being money hungry assholes. Cut down on the titles that you're doing. You know, do one, two, or maybe three titles at a time instead of six or seven. Mm -hmm. It's like they're taking uh, cues from the video game industry about the uh, what they're doing with the shitty art. You know, really I mean, the, not for nothing. The money is there. There's no excuse for them to cut the budget. It just seems no, like they just want to no, keep the money their, the, is there in the budget. They just want to keep the people that aren't there. Yeah, that and they. I, I think the co the companies want to keep like their keep the finances high. You know. I mean, they're bringing in a lot of starter animators to do all these works and then passing it off later to more seasoned animators, and it's it's struggling. But you can pop out, you know, three or four shows with all of these, you know, little kids, basically, making nothing. A buck an hour. Yeah. And then later on, oh, here, you, all you need to do is, you know, fix it up. So all the lines, you know, where everything is, is already there. They just have to make it pretty. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. And too many companies are doing it now. This better not be the new normal. Unfortunately, it looks like it is. Ugh. And I guess keep doing it because I know, you know, the fans will buy it. Pretty much. It's like, oh, it's crap here, but, you know, that's not what you're actually going to be purchasing. 
and you're now going to want to purchase this because obviously it's all fixed up and pretty. Mm -hmm. And because it's completely different from what you watched, it's going to be like a brand new show. Yep. It's like they don't, they don't respect their fan base. No, they respect money. That's all they respect. Uh, welcome to How to Make a Dollar. That's it. I got nothing else. Alright, go to the next story. Uh, who's got this one? Me? Yeah, it's you. Yep. Okay. Now let's wait for it to fix. Here we go. Erotic manga artist threatens to quit unless pirates stop. <clears throat> here we go. Huh? I said, here we go. While content creators have a varying relations reactions to piracy, generally they're not too thrilled about it, and as it cuts into their profits. Kachira, an erotic manga artist famous for Galtaka Beach Toka Iroyo, probably mispronouncing that, is having a particularly hard time coupling with the illegal downloads of his work. On Twitter on January 17th, Gujira complained that he had received notice via email via mail that copies of this manga books had been downloaded illegally. At first he thought, I can't stop it, so I'll give up. But when the magnitude of the theft became clear, as in 25,000 copies, he grew desolatory. I completely lost my will to draw manga. I probably won't do it anymore. He thinks that while CG collections and doujinshi are personal efforts, manga books are the result of the team effort and feels that pirating them is correspondingly worse. Uploaders apologize to everyone involved with this and compensate them fully, and if you're good-looking, we'll make you our, our ass slaves. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a sentence. In further tweets, he worried about being dropped from the adult magazine comic, comic X Arrows, or Cross Arrows, I guess, and mentioned that he had sent cease and desist requests, leaving them with nothing to do but pray that they quietly take the, the pirated books down. Mm-hmm. Piracy is an ongoing problem in the entertainment industry, including manga and anime. <clears throat> a high-profile case involving One Piece manga led to three pirates getting arrested in Kyoto Prefecture in 2015, which I believe we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. <clears throat> yeah, that does sound familiar. The Manga Anime Guardians Project uses famous anime characters to support the fight against piracy. Kind of reminds me what Faku has done. Went legit? Yeah. So what do you think is... this guy could do to uh, stop these pirates, if anything? Nothing. Nothing. Or at the very least, you know, deal with it in a professional manner. Well, the whole thing is, he's not saying where the pirates are. You know, if the pirating is being done in... China or here or England you know the only thing that can be done would be to have the manga released worldwide and that cuts down on it mm -hmm. it's not going to stop it but it'll cut down on it if it's all in Japan then I question maybe the price That's mm -hmm. the only thing I can think of. How much do the books go for an issue? Well, that it, it all depends. I mean, here he's saying that it's actually in 
an adult magazine. So maybe it's just that people don't want to buy the entire magazine for his manga. I mean, this isn't technically, I mean, it's a comic magazine, but it just, you know, it's just saying it's an adult magazine. Mm -hmm. There could be any number of reasons why it's being done. But when you're, when you have that many copies being downloaded, there's a reason. But, you know, there's, there's not enough information. It sounds like he's just tired of it and just wants to give up early. Maybe so. I mean, yeah, he's... I mean, you figure every time that a pirated copy is, you know, downloaded instead of legally bought, that's basically money away from them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's getting, you know, it's getting that out there. So more people will actually see it. It's just like when anime comes out in Japan and it doesn't come out here. It's like, oh, you're, you know, you're taking money away from them from pirating. No, because I don't know Japanese and it's not coming over here. And until it does, you know, I don't have money to give anybody. That's what I gotta say is. My whole thing is, you know, these companies, at least with dubbing and subbing and things like that, if these companies in Japan see that, you know, even, say, a thousand people or two thousand people are downloading their manga or their anime, why don't they have a translator? you know, right there in the company, just translating it for them. <laughs> and then they can say, hey, you know what? Here's a copy, and it's translated, and we'll give it to you for, you know, this amount of money, because we see that you like it. And that's all she wrote, folks. <clears throat> yeah. You don't want people to pirate shit, then you make it so that they don't need to pirate shit. End of story. And whiny kids will still pirate shit because they're elitist assholes. Mm, and they're cheap fuckers. Well, yeah. But, you know, when something comes out and it's readily available I, and I don't have to pirate it, I don't. Look, one of my co-workers it watches One Piece. Now, from the angle where I was standing, it looked like he was streaming it from a website, not the usual sites. And I could have, you know, and I can see where the conversation would have been going, like, dude, you don't have to look at it on a site. You just go to uh, Hulu to watch it or Funimation to watch it. But the only answer is, you know, I don't want to do commercials and this, this, and Like, you know, try to support the industry, people. Come on. There's just commercials. I mean, you can at least mute it when they queue up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's there aren't that many commercials. Versus watching something on TV, there aren't that many commercials. Pretty much. 
my whole thing is there are some series out there that I can only find dubbed, and I would love to see them subbed. Mm. Like Pokemon. Oh, yeah. I would love to start from the beginning of the series and watch it subtitled. Yeah, but the only way to do that is to, is to download the fan subs. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to download, like, to find fan subs because they're all over the pirating shit for Pokemon. Unless you know where to look. Yeah, well, nope. I've tried a bunch of them, and they're all taken down. Christ. Mm-hmm. I even found a legit site that the subtitles were taken down because they don't want them shown here. And I don't know why. I think I know why. Maybe it's because the uh, English adaption of the anime makes too much money for them. It's probably not even that. I could, I, I have a theory. I think it's because, you know, it's geared for children. They made some changes. There are some cultural differences and so forth, you know. It's marketed as a Saturday morning cartoon. So there's no need for these subtitles, you know. That's my theory. Yes, well, I think anime itself has established that not all cartoons are for children. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase, Roof. But the belief persists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite tons of evidence to the contrary. Hey, what? Like, hey, put a... Hey, See your kids down in front of this. It's, you know, Fist of the North Star or a Grave of the Firefly. <sighs> yeah, well, whatever. Okay, uh. Is it my turn? Mm hmm. Alright. And here's our, ne- our next article, which does bring us to, the, to what we're talking about on the open forum topic. I wanted to keep it simple, but. Yeah. Senrio opens website for its mascot loving boy mascot. Senrio debuted Senrio Danchi, which is Senrio Boy's Twitter account. The project introduced five attractive male characters who just happen to love Senrio character products. So we'll qu- get Rob Roberts on the phone. I think he'd like this. On Friday, Friday, the company opened a special site dedicated to the group with a story section and character profiles. The character profiles will be added next, the following week, and the site will reveal four other sections in the future. The story is simple. It introduces Kota Hasegawa, a high school boy that loves the yellow pom-pom Purin dog. By mere coincidence, he ends up attending the same school as Yu Mizuno, a boy who likes to bunny my melody. Yu tells Kota that there's nothing wrong be ashamed of liking Senryo's cute characters. Together, Kota, Yu, Shunsuke, Yoshino, and Ryo Nishimura and Seichiro and Minamoto learn to accept the love of the characters instead of feeling embarrassed. That's pretty cool. That's how friendships start. Mm-hmm. And given this animation style, and that's how the yaoi begins. What? Mako, you know I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of yaoi fan art cropping up. <laughs> Never heard of the thing until now, though. Uh, I just... So I have no idea how any of these, who any of these characters are. <laughs> no, I just love that they couldn't just have their own mascots. 
they have to have mascot mascots. Hmm. Yo, dog, I heard you like mascots. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it is. It's like, oh, you know, our mascot is Hello Kitty, but now we're going to have, you know, a human mascot who loves Hello Kitty. So we're going to have a mascot that loves our mascot so that we can have a mascot mascot. Mm. Okay. So, so you say Exhibit's going to appear somewhere in the anime? <laughs> Wait, what are you laughing at that time? The fact that I said Exhibit may appear in the anime. Oh. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. So if you have any questions about tonight's show, or any questions for us in general, just shoot us a line at Anime Jam Session. But for now, we're going to go into the open forum topic. It's the same topic we had from last week. Oh, God damn it, Ichigo. Mascotception. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost done tonight. And while... Okay, while Winamp finally decides to get its collective shit together, we're going to do the open forum topic. Well, we post a question about a topic in the anime cosplay fandom. If you don't want to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer. Also, please keep it civil, too. Here's this week's open forum topic, which is the same from last week. Sanrio. Simple question, which Sanrio character is your favorite? Hello Kitty, Batmoru, Keropi, My Melody, Charmy Kitty... Etc. 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 Uh, Kelly says hers is Batmaru. Even though I spelled his name with the D added. Okay. Sarah Ackerman says Hello Kitty is her favorite character. She's the only character I know, so it was an easy pick for me. Mm. Okay. My favorite Sanrio character is is, is because I like how angry he has that look of angry like I don't like you type expression on his face. Um, kind of sounds like a resting bitch face. Something like that. Ari, do you have a favorite um Sanrio character? They probably have to be Hello Kitty because you know, like what's the name said earlier. That's the only one I'm have any kind of familiarity with. Mm-hmm. Okay. And maybe Kerapi, but not nearly oh. as much. Okay. Mako? Do you even have to ask? Yes. It's bats. Well, of course. Of course it's bats. There are actually quite a few. Um, like, I like Choco Cat. I like Cinnamon Roll. I like Kerapi. I like my melody. Um, I like Tuxedo Sam. <laughs> tuxedo Sam. Um, tuxedo Sam mm. is a happy penguin. <laughs> but yeah, my my favorite is and always will be Bats. Mm. 
Also, Tuxedo Sam sounds like a really bad, you know, English dub of a Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon. No, that's Tuxedo Mask stunt double. <laughs> With a permanent five o'clock shadow and a and like a big deep rasp like raspy gravelly voice. You'd swear it's Harvey Fire scene, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Shinji Akari says, I know more of these than I thought. Scary. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Ichigogami says, hers is Choco Cat and Cinnabon. And speaking of Ichigogami, hey, you. Hold on, let me turn the volume up. If it'll let me. I was playing, I was working on my computer earlier today, and it's like, yeah. Come on. There we go. Can you hear us? Ooh, that sounded a little bit low. We can barely hear you. Hold on here. Okay, hold on. Yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty much the best thing to do. Touching that article about um, like design and stuff like that as mm-hmm. well as court case and stuff earlier. Right. It's ridiculous. And the reason why is because what they're trying to copyright actually like chevrons and stripes. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a specific pattern or fabric. It's just a matter of way that they've coordinated it. And if you copyright any type of fabric, you'd have to go and basically any of the work that was previously done. You can't really do that because fashion really can't be one source. You're so, breaking up, but the volume is getting better, so please keep going. In the ass. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, coming from a standpoint of you know, fashion design, it's just, it's stupid. I don't know. Ichigo, you're breaking up on us. Sorry, I'm not sure why. Are are you on the Bluetooth headset that I got you? Um, <laughs> no, I'm uh unfortunately that one's still tethered to my computer yet. Oh, okay. Trying to stay. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> no problem, but I just wanted to call in and say hi guys and you guys are doing an awesome job. Keep it up. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, that you go. Bye. All right. Bye, homegirl. Bye. Hopefully, Ichigo will join us at ZenkaiCon. That would be cool. Yes. Very yeah. much so. And speaking of the snow, I, that was why I forgot to talk about my weekend day. The blizzard. I kept saying that the bl- it was going to be that bad. I get up that morning, and I look out the window, and I'm just like, oh. Shit. Fuck. Yeah, people, when I was at work, people were telling me, you know, they're coming from, you know, northbound and whatnot. They're telling me, oh, like, like, how much more snow they got than us and how, how at the very least, they like what we do to the roads because we actually take care of them well. Yeah. And, uh, like, I think in, like, Connecticut, one guy complained that they don't even start treating roads until after the snow has stopped. Mm. 
But um, I'm like, fuck. So I get up and I go to work. I don't have to be until 11.15. I didn't get there until 11.35. So... I'm not even there a half hour until they call and they rally the troops together and say we're closing the store at, t at noon. And that's when I found out they're shutting the buses down. And I'm like, good thing I'm leaving work. Mm. And then they're like, oh, they're going to shut down the, the transit system. I'm like, they are not going to shut the subway down. That shit's not going to happen. They're going to shut, if it was going to happen, they would have shut the subway down already, then cleared the tracks, and then brought everything back up and running. They did a partial shutdown of the subway system. They only ran trains underground only. It's like, well, shit. Have fun, New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. But what was cool was that they actually um, paid us for that day. And then for everybody that came in that day, they gave us all a bonus day of time, bonus uh, paid time off. So that was really cool. Yeah. Sounds like it's so much fun to work for. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not complaining. I gotta see if there's a different, is there a Microsoft store around me? There is, um, there's a specialty store in Cherry Hill. Huh, I'll have to look into that then. And then the closest full line store is like King of Prussia Mall, or one of the Jersey stores. Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. I don't think we're getting any more calls on the Skype line, so hold on here. Uh, no, I don't even know who that is. Uh, that's a spam um, account, somebody. All right. All right, we'll go ahead and shut down. Yeah, I'm taking this first set of articles. Just letting you know. You mean the back, the one that we're replacing? No. Oh. No, I figured that one would be at the end. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to make sure. I'm just making sure we're on the same page here. I think she means the Sailor Moon ones. Mm. Well, it's somewhat Sailor Moon. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm guessing if you have been online or Facebook and listened and watched, you know, all of these spam shits that pop up, that you will have noticed one of the newest monthly boxes, the Doki Doki Kawaii Box. And basically what it is, is it's a subscription box of all things cute from Japan. Um... Yeah, so it's got, you know, little Sanrio things, it's got Sailor Moon things, it's got clamp things, it's got, you know, Love Live figures, it's got a bunch of, you know, really, really cool, cute things. Um, the picture on those, you know, for the first box has Pusheen, and a Sailor Moon figure, and a keychain, and a Hello Kitty date book, um, but there's a catch. Mm. Is there always <laughs> The first set of Doki Doki crate boxes that went out unfortunately contained bootleg shit. Oops. Um, so Vintango on Twitter uh, posted a bunch of 
lovely pictures of these things, including the real vo real box versus sealed box of um, the Sailor Moon things. The fact that a real box from Sailor Moon has the toy logo on it. Um, and things like that. Also posted a picture of what should be a really, really cute alpaca. And it looks half diseased because the eyes are placed wrong and one of them is just glued. Uh... Well, it seems that, you know, enough bitched that the Doki Doki people basically said, We've received a lot of feedback about January's Doki Doki Crate contents, and we wanted to let you know that we completely understand what you're saying and really appreciate and value your opinions. Sounds like they're going through damage control at this point. Yeah. Uh, two months ago, we ventured out of our usual familiar realm of Japanese candy and snacks to find cute, tangible items for Doki Doki Crate. Our goal was to provide you with the best monthly experience possible through everything Kawaii. It was recently brought to our attention that our supplier may not have been completely transparent with us, which many of you voiced concerns about. Mm. I'm going to uh, guess they were not happy and very angry. Torches, pitchforks, etc. Well, so yeah. Basically, um, they ceased relationship with them and are pursuing more reliable suppliers. That's As a good. subscription company for Japanese items, all of our ordering must be done at least a month before crates ship to allow time for items to arrive. This means that February's crate contents are already on their way and purchased. Mm. So we'll do our best to make sure that items in February's crate will not be coming from the same supplier. So yeah, so just in case your February Doki Doki crate could possibly have bootleg shit. But they are aware and are working to fix that. They are aware and are working to fix it. And my thing is, maybe you shouldn't go with the cheapest shit out there and actually talk to people and make sure it's legit. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, legit crate places like that online. Yeah, I mean, most of the most of the crate places that are on there are legit. But when you're talking about getting something from import stuff, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, you know, if I was getting Japanese, you know, cute things, I wouldn't be going with bootleg Chinese shit. See, you know, if if you're getting your cheaper shit from China, that ain't right. That ain't good. That's also probably dip, dipped in lead. Yeah, that too. Uh-huh. See, that kind of reminds me of... <coughs> Excuse me. What my friend uh, Jasmine... She had asked me about the, sail about the about Sailor Moon plushies, uh, the cats. And she sent me a link to them. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm looking at him like, oh no, these are legit. This one character isn't, and I look back at it again, I'm like, wait. They all have red eyes. All same facial. These are all bootleg. <laughs> and then I shared it to my personal Facebook, and I asked, you know, for the fans to kind of 
step up, and everyone pretty much said they were all bootlegs. And if you go, if if you clicked on the link to where she, to where the for the pictures came from, she, the guy whoever's running their Facebook page is swearing up and down. It's not bootleg. It's bootleg. It's not even good bootleg. It's bootleg of bootleg. I'm sorry. Luna is not a black cat with red eyes. No, and Artemis doesn't have red eyes. The thing is, when you look at the Japanese merchandise, some of the Japanese merchandise has her as a plum purple, and some of the Japanese merchandise has her as almost black purple. Mm. But she's still purple. She's just, you know, they do use two different colors for Luna. But this thing is showing you both colors for Luna. Yeah. The the bootleg is based off of the GE plushies. Mm-hmm. Which are bootleg. Sad to say, but yes, they're bootleg. But that's the truth of it, though. Mm-hmm. It may be semi-official bootleg, but it's still bootleg. You get what you pay for. Yup. Yeah. I would love... Surprised the stuff doesn't just fall apart in the guy's hands as you pick it up. Some of it probably does. Mm-hmm. I would love, love the authentic um, Luna and Arnimus that just came out. Except they're like forty dollars each. You gonna have to link me to that later. Ah, uh, sure. All right. Okay, Ari. All right, I'm taking the next one then. Yep. <clears throat> it's the life. Like, the life of a ninja has to be pretty sweet. You get to sneak around on rooftops in the night, go on top secret missions, throw shuriken at bad guys, and if Naruto's to be believed, you can even summon huge animals to fight for you and defeat people with the power of friendship. Hmm. Now, too bad it's not, it's possibly actually become a ninja, right? Nope. If you want to become a ninja, you, all you have to do is go to the Ninja Academy in Nara Prefecture. They also have shave, shave ice for sale, parking in the rear. <clears throat> so you might not actually learn how to summon spirit animals or anything, but you can actually learn what actual Japanese... <clears throat> actual the ninja would like and try out their weapons and training for yourself and mm. what follows is a uh, photo diary of what they went through so you know, the, the one day course was only five hours long but the sensei made sure there was a rigorous five hours uh, most of their training consisted of learning how to use five different ninja weapons sword shuriken blow dart bow and arrow and guns yeah that's right guns the academy leader told us that his ancestor taught him the use of firearms all the way back until the end of the Edo period. Ninjas don't have any scruples when it comes to what weapons to use, and if a gun was the right tool for the job, then they'd use it. Are you picturing Naruto with guns? I'm, I'm pretty sure someone is. Believe it! Da, 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 da. <laughs> anyway, for a sword train to use an actual sword to try and cut through, you know, rolled up tatami mats, which is... What, how to use the test swords anyway. Mm-hmm. Took about a dozen swings each time to finally cut through it, but once we got over the fear of dropping the sword and cutting your toes off, it got a lot easier. Take that, Orange tomorrow. What? Nothing, Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> Next was shuriken, shuriken practice. 
and they use targets to practice with, including a cardboard cutout of Naruto. Then there was blow dart training for when he needed to assassinate someone silently. That target kind of looks like the Uchiha crest. What? Nothing, Sensei! <laughs> and there was archery, which is a uh, you know, Japanese-style archery with a big, with a big long Yumi, which is like, which looks really nice. And then you know, firearms, because sometimes the shuriken just doesn't cut it. Mm-hmm. And they include a lunch with it, which is uh, for the thirty-five hundred yen price, which is a uh, ninja udon and rice balls. Hmm. And so it's in the Naro Academy at 3,500 yen for a five-hour experience, but lunch, it's practically a steal. And considering who's teaching it, maybe it is. I, I, 3,500 yen. 30, I would do it. I, I, I would do it. And uh, let's see, hours are Saturday and Sunday only by appointment. I would definitely do that shit. Yep. I wonder how many people have come in there dressed up with the uh, Naruto Hitaites. I don't know. Or at the very least, some kind of Naruto merch. Probably looks at me like, leave it at the door. <laughs> that just points to a uh, you know a bin that has like this is like Naruto merch check station or something like that. <laughs> Okay. Now, if you, was, if you came in wearing a Ninja Scroll t-shirt, he'd probably just, you know, kind of silently nod and smirk in your direction. Hmm. Okay. So, what's next? I hope y'all are sitting down for this one. <laughs> Classify this under Weeb and Odekin. And what the fuck is this? I was born in the wrong species. Woman who says she's a cat trapped in a human body, hisses at dogs, hates water, and claims she can see better at night. And it doesn't help that in the pictures she has anime merchandise. A woman who believes she was born a cat has opened up about her life as a feline, describing how she has superior sense hearing and sight, which allows her to hunt mice in the dark. Nano, who's from Oslo, Norway, makes the revelation in an interview on NRKP3 Verden's Riskeland YouTube channel, and has been viewed 122,000 times. She and about 90% of those views are blank what the fuck stares probably she claims to possess many feeling characteristics including a hatred of water and the ability to communicate by simply by meowing it shows her in the video who wearing pointy cat ears with an artificial tail and she starts her interview with a series of Rather convincing meows. Hold on for one second. Damn me and my morbid curiosity. Oh god, don't. 
år. Eh, jeg har varit katt hele livet. Mm. Jeg fant ut at jeg var katt når jeg var 16 år. Okay, that was a little creepy. A little creepy? Yes, that was a little creepy. That was my daily dose of nope. <laughs> oh, God. I think if Mako-chan was doing the show with her speakers, I think uh, Damien and Storm would have perked up and been like, what? No, I listened to it on my phone before, and mm. neither one of them batted an eye. They're probably like, fake-ass motherfucker. My thing is, she ain't got nothing on that guy. What guy? I just posted it in our chat. Stalking cat? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. He's done... I didn't even realize that he had passed, which is horrible, because I actually followed his shit. Um, he did 14 surgical procedures to make himself physically look like a cat. So she ain't got nothing on this guy. Extensive tattooing, including facial tattooing, facial subdermal implants to change the shape of his brow, forehead, and the bridge of his nose, flattening his nose via septum relocation, silicone injection in his lip, cheeks, and chin, and other parts of his face, uh, bifurcating the splitting of his upper lip, filing and capping his teeth, Surgically shaping his ears, making his ears pointed and his earlobes elongated. Surgical hairline modification, piercing his upper lip and transdermal implants on his forehead to facilitate wearing whiskers. Wearing green contact lenses with slit irises and wearing a robotic tail. He had future modification plans for um, mounting, in, now implanting on the top of his head mounts for tiger-like ears. What a charmer. He's actually a really, really, really sweet guy. Oh. Huh. He just, he felt that he, you know, was something, something more than what he should have been. Does but it say how he died? Um... Alone in his garage. His death was apparent suicide. Well, that's just sad. But yeah, he was... I mean, he... He took it from a more religious standpoint because he was very into the totems and everything from um, the Native American cultures. So he was trying to basically become his totem. But, yeah. She ain't got nothing on this guy. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> so is this the part where you just step away for a couple minutes?
You okay over there, Ranma? I think I'm scarred for life. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, it's out there, but at the same time, it's not as, uh, I guess, rare a thing as, you know, people would like. <laughs> Now that I broke you. <laughs> yes, because in the chat room, Shinji Akari says, Oh my god, you killed Ranma. <laughs> you bastard. It's not very often anymore that I can, you know, actually break you. I enjoy it when I do. Anyway, I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. If, if Rama can pull it together for just long enough to go on our break, we're done. It's <sighs> facial expression. John? Hmm? You're going to get yours. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll be back.
Mm-hmm. You sound like you need a hug. I need more than just a hug. Believe a drink? Me. Stiff drink, too. God damn it, Mako-chan. If I have nightmares from this, you know I'm coming to kick your ass, right? Okay. No, really, I mean it. I will take a two by four and I will beat you senseless at your birthday party for for, for the for the horror of a bad of this nightmare if it happens. Okay. Actually no, I I, I, I posted pictures of six people in the Vogue Network chat. Because there's, you know, a lizard man and the leopard man and the parrot man. You know what? I'm not even gonna beat you with a two what? by four. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna beat you with a two by four. I got something special for you. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh, it's right. <sighs> so, anywho, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. And Terry will tell another friend, and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our convention reviews, links to our photos and videos, and other uh, cosplay links and cool stuff. Definitely check it out. If you want to follow our podcast and you can't get to our website, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, <sighs> oh, excuse me, sorry, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and coming soon to Google Play. I cannot wait till they announce us there. Follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. That's where we post all our, all our convention videos. We post masquerade videos, panels, cosplayer interviews, voice actor interviews, and so much more. Definitely check it. Give us a check right over there. If you want to follow us individually on YouTube and see what we like, you can find me at youtube.com slash DJ Ron Ari is at Ari22682. You can find Mako Chan over at Jupe Luna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us on Twitter for updates on our website, podcasts, for what's going on and what's going down, what conventions we're going to. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, um, at, I'm at twitter.com slash djramas, Ari is at the Ari Man, and you can find Mako-chan over at Jovedea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We are getting so close to 3,000, I can taste it. I just gotta say to everyone who's liked our page, thank you so much. Thank you for the support. Thank you for everything. As long as you continue to like our page, our fan page, uh, our links, our videos, and all that stuff, we're going to bring you more content. That's what we're going to try to do for you. And if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmess or thatdjronmessguy. Uh, Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And you can find Mako-chan over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And don't forget, we're not the only um, geek-centric podcast on the Vogue Network. You definitely want to check out some of the other shows that we have. It's the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Zones Radio, Critical Myth, 
British Invaders, Pop Culture, Electric Sisterhood, and Girls Gone Wow. Um, these are different shows that are throughout the week, so definitely hit switch over to Vogue Network and see what's going on with them and see when they're live and they're all that good stuff and, and listen to them. Check them out. Uh, God damn it, Michael Chan. He. Let's go around the room. Last words, Ari. Helsing Ultimate Abridged Episode 6 dropped this past week. I'm and going, it is so good. I'm going to have to watch that. Last words, Mako. Um, My last words is... God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Heart. That is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with our reunion show. Hopefully, we don't kill each other. Maybe. Oh, God. I doubt it. It's time to get out of here, people. Yeah. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That's even worse. <laughs> You're just rubbing salt in the wounds now, aren't you? Kick me down. Kick me while I'm down, why don't you? So how far will she have to go before it's considered a hate crime? I think she's already crossed that line, good sir. <laughs> Jesus. Good night, everyone. Good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs> <laughs>